So, the um, this bottle of Glenfiddich I have came with a bonus bottle stopper and pourer. You see? And so the dude went out the back to ask his manager for it, and then he came back with this, and he said, oh, yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. But there's already one in the, in the box. <laughs> Motherfucker, I got two. So, yeah, look, I'll show you. Look, it's kind of fancy. I mean, it's just a recipe for drinking too much whiskey, really, but... Let me have a look, please. I mean, it's kind of cheap and cheap. Oh, oh what was that sound? Oh, that was you. you oh, is that me? Hear. I haven't got my headphones on. Uh, I, you could... Are we going? Yeah. Oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll edit it in at some point, but I like to just start because then it's like, I, I find it's quite funny like that. Mm. And I've got like a bottle stop thing. Very nice. I'm uh, drinking whiskey, everybody. It's happened. How are our levels? I think we're good. Testing, testing. Yeah, that's good. Very good. Am I all right? Yeah. Ah. Is your volume good on your headphones? I think that's um, okay. So. Glenfiddich. Whiskey, finally. I've been, the last week's worth of a podcast, I've been saying that I've not been drinking whiskey. I did quite a good one yesterday. And um, I, about 20 minutes in, I was doing this one about Formula One and the current state of it and where it could go, the future of it, because it's a bit, it's in the news at the moment. People are kind of criticizing it for being too boring and that Mercedes is dominating. So I thought, oh, I'll do a podcast and have a talk about it. Okay. Uh, 20 minutes in, I realized I hadn't put the memory card in or <laughs> even pushed record. Like I just started just talking. talking to yourself. Started talking. <laughs> so I had to kind of start again. And um, I don't know if it was quite as good, but I think it was pretty um, informative. Um, <laughs> so you so just had to had take to do, two. To do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. So Bugger. anyway, but today I have double checked. The memory card is in. We are recording. Um, harmonic whiskey tales. Welcome everybody. Um, I'm drinking whiskey again. I'm back on it. I got a bottle of Glenfiddich. Is it Fiddich or Fiddick? Fiddich, Fiddick. I don't know. I'm not Scottish, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Glen I'm not no, Scottish. If I was Scottish, I'd say Glen <laughs> Glenfiddich. <laughs> yes, I reckon that that's what I'd say, but I'm not sure. Maybe if you're Scottish and would like to write in, <laughs> actually, no, how's that going to work? <laughs> Send then, us a uh, voice, voicemail. Yeah, voice it to me email podcast mm. at harmonic whiskey tales and <laughs> let me know of the pronunciation. And maybe we'll give away to the first person a free Glenfiddich pourer and bottle stop because I've got go. two. And I'm probably not going to use either of them, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, right. So, okay. Yeah. Well, what about the unicorn? Wouldn't she like one oh, for a gin? unicorn like one? Mm. Oh, Ooh. that's a nice one. That's um, <laughs> that's the sound you get from a whiskey when you've not poured any whiskey out of it. So if I put this in now and then do it. Oh, <laughs> and this is good. my... Gin. Oh, that's, that's not too bad. That's quite nice, isn't it? That's showing it's too empty, though, that sound. Oh, so the I know tide that is out, my friend. Yeah, the tide yeah, is out. To update the... Uh, um, anyway. All, all I've got is my stunt <laughs> bottle of whiskey with a not yeah. quite so good whiskey in it. And, uh, um, which uh, we had, uh, what, two sessions ago and you drank <laughs> out of it. You'd filled it with... You, what did you, you'd filled it with something. Oh, it's a different whiskey, yeah. Yes. It's, it's not too bad, it's just quite different, so I haven't got my head around the uh, flavour. Your reaction told me otherwise. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was like that with Manica when I first tried it. Oh, yes. And then I really got into that. Only because you were desperate. Well, there was anyone I had left, and then I developed the taste, and I was like, actually, yes, this is, um, this is quite nice. And it is actually nice, and well, but that's it, run out. So That was uh, quite intense, wasn't it? It was um, but a lovely, acquired it was taste. very peaty. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, 
Yes, welcome everybody. Yeah, that's quite nice. That was what I was drinking in the fancy hotel in Japan because it was the ah, cheapest one. lovely. And it was actually very nice. So I drank a lot of those. Can I please and, have a whiff? And that was when I was drinking it and I kept ordering another one and another one. And then mm. the waitress is like, you know, you can order doubles. I was like, oh, give me a fucking double. So then I got a double. Mm. And then she didn't, have to, she didn't have to come over so often. That's yummy. That was yeah, it was yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. Good on the nose and even better down the gullet. Yes, yes. <laughs> There's a rhyme there. Good on the nose and even better. Mm, what rhymes with nose? Mm. Toes. Toes. Yeah. Good on the nose and <laughs> reach for up, your toes. Reach for your toes. <laughs> or warms up the toes. Warps with you from head to toe. Um, okay, so we really are waffling. Yeah, that's good. We want to waffle. We want to waffle. Bit of waffle. That was what my my Formula One podcast from yesterday was called Formula One waffling. Because okay. it was me just fucking waffling about stuff. You're very good at it, Going darling. off on tangents and all that kind of shit. So, um. uh, so I um, had a bit of a, a large night last night. A large night? An accidental blowout. Mm. Mm. So I caught up with a really old friend of mine, which we worked out last night. We've known each other for 18 years. Half of, his, half of his lifetime. <coughs> that so is a long time. So uh, I haven't seen him for about two and a half years and he actually got in touch with me to ask me about a role that was going at you know where and I said just don't do it and I, I rang him uh, and I said do you want to catch uh, up? I haven't seen you for ages. He said yeah. So um, my friend Ellie uh, through her blog she had... Uh, media launched tickets to Sydney Film Festival. Oh yes, yes, you yes. So we nice. so we went to that, and, uh, and was was that a an event where you go in and there's lots of different things going on, or was it for a, like a screening of a, the first thing of that or something? Or? Well, they actually, it was more for it was for the media, but also I think for the sponsors as well, okay. like a bit of a party for that. They actually had the Sponsor official party. launch at the town hall last Wednesday morning talking oh, okay, cool. in greater depth about the films and directors and actors and all that sort of jazz. But they only showcased three films last night. One of them, which I bought tickets right away while I, for Aretha Franklin's a documentary. Oh, that's supposed called to be amazing. Saving Grace. Oh, yes. Yeah. One of the reviews it's, says, it's... don't worry about packing tissues, pack a towel. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's on Netflix as well. Oh, is it? I think so. Well, so I, I bought it know. for the State Theatre and I, I absolutely adore that venue. Yeah, I was going to say, it's worth watching with good sound. So mm. going out to see it would be amazing. Yeah. I think so it's supposed a, to be incredible. That was my. So I put in a calendar thing for the bear saying, oh, it's a secret squirrel uh, date for us. And, um, uh, yeah, so surprise. The bear, the unicorn (laughs) on a squirrel date. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was uh, another <coughs> movie, a zombie film with Iggy oh. Pop in it, and I said to oh, a remark, turned a, a remark to Chris, and I said, "Hmm, looks like he. Um, do you think he actually needed to go into makeup?" No, probably not. <laughs> That's not a Rob Zombie film, is it? I can't remember what no. it's called. It's like a heavy metal producer and singer, but he makes movies as well, like really cool zombies. It looks actually films. quite Horror funny. Yeah. <laughs> Violent, you know, baseball bats <coughs> knocking off zombies' heads and all that sort of traditional jazz that they do in those films. Oh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And there's another film called um, Blinded by the Light, which is the director that, oh, that did... That rings a bell. So the director that um, did Bend It Like Beckham... 
Ah. Uh, Gurinder Chada, he's directed this film and it's basically a tribute to um, Bruce Springsteen's, all of, all of his songs, and it looks That's like cool. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Really nostalgic. So are you going to go and see that one? I think so, so yeah. yeah. I didn't hop on and get tickets for that. I wonder if but Christian's showing his one in that. I don't know if it's... Maybe he did it last year's because you know he's got a film that he's made called Longing that oh, I don't know if it's had a release. It yet is or not, fantastic. Mm. I've seen it. So my friend Marky Kabaz, he uh, wrote that. Oh wow! And okay, worked cool. with Christian, who directed it and produced it. It's it's a short story and it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I think it was at the event cinemas in George Street, and I'd missed uh, the screening okay. of it. Yeah. Uh, but I have seen it. It's. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was very, a thing. Yeah, very it pulls at the heart, you know, the heartstrings. Mm. It's um, beautifully written and beautifully done. He's so talented. Oh, he's Bo- both yeah. of, both yeah. the boys are. Mark, um, he's an incredible writer. He's yeah. <coughs> he he's he's got his own medium page, which is uh, Medium is an app which writers use. They write stories, short stories, or articles or opinion pieces. And he's got his own. Um, section on there and but yeah christian he's that's amazing yeah is he back in town or is he still back in town he's he's um, been doing mcdonald's stuff with this camera called the phantom camera which is a super high speed high def camera for Mm -hmm. filming all these sexy slow-mos so him and actually nicola sinclair this food stylist who i've worked with before as well they were pairing up they're like the dream team as far as i'm concerned in terms of top-end stylist and top-end sort of photographer videographer i suppose you'd say as well director mm. um and yeah so they're probably doing some sexy stuff for that yeah. so they've been instagramming that and and long actually, days so 15 hour days in production yeah but you're probably talking 50k for the day per right. day sort of thing so because it's super high-end equipment and full gaffer truck and and everything put on stylist scrolled through the story and saw all the equipment at the end they must be doing some really incredible stuff how exciting oh it's awesome i'd love to be involved in that but it's so exciting doing that. We're doing some stuff at the moment, actually, with some slow-mo tomorrow, in fact, in which I mm. mocked up 70 buckets, chicken buckets, oh. for the shoot. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> eye roll. Insert it's, eye roll. <laughs> it's slightly out of my um, remit as a high-end retoucher, mocking up buckets, but if they want to pay me for that, fuck that's it, fair enough. Fuck bucket. it, mock up I actually quite like doing it, to be honest with you. It's like scalpel skills. Well, you just get in the zone, don't you? And yeah, you just you listen to your podcast. You've probably got yeah. Joey Diaz in your ear. Joey Diaz <laughs> listening to it. But I was actually listening to the podcast with him. It was Joe Rogan's 1000th podcast. Oh, right. Everyone at so the he time. Spe- he's specific special guests on there for that one. Tom Segura of and course. Joey Diaz. Oh, yes. Because everyone the two thought, biggest oh, he's, he's going to get someone massive. Like, <laughs> he's going to get Mike Tyson or fucking oh. Dave Chappelle or someone huge. And, and they like, all no, go and get the tattoo together. Oh, my best mates. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's a really funny podcast Joey i'll Diaz have to check it out yeah, he tells some really funny stories oh so. i just he's unbelievable he's that so guy good. and the last few podcasts he's done have been so good mm. so the last three one with just him and lee syatt his kind of mate and producer mm-hmm. then there was a kate quigley one mm. um, i started watching that so mm. and then the last one he's just done was with tom segura okay and he's just on fire he's come back from new york having just filmed this sopranos movie he's, he's in that the new sopranos movie joey diaz is, yeah which is set well, remember i said the last podcast before. i'm surprised he's not been no, in I know, a yeah. bloody sopranos and now it's because he's getting so big uh, and he's and you know, clearly everyone, everyone used to think he was in the sopranos but oh well he, yeah exactly um, i mean i think they wrote that based on him and his pretty life pretty much yeah <laughs> So um, so he's I, now in the Young Sopranos, which is set in like the 
60s or something. I don't yeah, know. So, okay. um, so he's been doing that. And he went back to New York for the first time in a long time and stayed, you know, for a long period of time there to do this filming. And he's just come back and he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to be who I am and not hold back anymore. Because he's been That's holding excellent. back, which is hard to, to really think that he had. But he's, well, you, he's you think on, he, you really think he has been? I think he has compared to what he's like wow. now. And he's just so he on should fire. Write, he should oh. get someone to ghostwrite a book for him. He's know? writing a book, oh, his okay. own book at the moment. But mm. he doesn't. He needs to have a ghostwriter because he doesn't have time to really keep going through it. But exactly he's writing right. a book. But I'd love to get uh, that. His, his stories are... Mm out of this world you just can't you well can't even (laughs) (laughs) speechless if you've not heard of him get on to um the church of what's happening now um and listen to yeah i'll I'll, um i'll just write um it's just the best podcast it's one of my favorites i always keep coming back to um i'll pop it on the links for everyone to check it out it's not to everyone's taste because it's if you don't like hearing incredible stories by this sort of Larger um, than life character, yeah. and it's he's pretty loose, yeah. and he's lived oh, a yeah, very yeah. hard, fast, loose life. I mean, that story is talking about with the heroine, the guy that was living downstairs <laughs> that was into the heroine, and um, oh, just mental. Yeah, I, I, I was stuff just astonished. He used I was, to rob and steal, and addicted to cocaine, and oh well, he kidnapped oh, someone. He kidnapped someone. <laughs> <laughs> who's now sort of friends with. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's mad. It's mad. So uh, lots of darkness, but it's um, an eye opener. <laughs> and the way he tells his story, his stories, mm. is, is very funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they need to make a movie of his life or something. I that think would just so. be incredible. Although, <laughs> what I think they should do is an animated series of his stories mm. and get him to tell the stories and narrate it, but then have it animated. That's you know, like Rick and Morty or. The Ricky Gervais show with the Cole Pilkington oh, things, yeah. you know, the animated, oh, so yes, that sort of style, yes. but just in almost like, have you seen the JRE Toon stuff with, um, no. so it's Joe Rogan podcast and they, funny stories that get told on it. This guy, just random dude, just mm. started animating him and posting him to Joe Rogan and right. it's just got bigger and bigger. So now he just does them for, for Joe Rogan's sort of channel almost and um, they're so good. And a lot, there's a lot of Joe Diaz stories in there. Okay. So, yeah, All it's right. really good. I have to there's check some, that out too. some really funny ones. Yeah. My favourite one is him and Brendan Sharp talking about if Brendan Sharp got kidnapped. and <laughs> If he was the guy? He was, a, no, he was, he no, no, not for Joe Diaz, oh, but just oh, randomly that okay. he kind of got kidnapped and he got kind of turned into a sex slave um to make yeah, as a force to have sex with all these women to produce um i don't know baby fighters or it was some ridiculous <laughs> story but it's, it was animated so oh, well it's just so imagine. brilliant um, all right well we'll, so we'll look up the link yeah, of that yeah, one as well yeah, uh, oh, oh, i'll, I'll I've got your little uh, meditation yeah, yeah, I thought I'd leave that in here so i think it's quite nice isn't yeah, it it's nice. yeah i need to get a few more things i thought about moving me flying plants in here because this gets the sun still of course so i might move i think they're quite in like here, that so. mm. they need five hours of direct sun every day apparently and they're not kind of getting it there anymore so yeah Yes, this Very is my important. ongoing battle with learning not to kill plants. So, well, as I was case. saying before, they've all got their own personalities and the requirements. <coughs> yeah, it's and difficult, isn't it? God. It's very time-consuming. However, it's a labour of love and it's incredibly rewarding. And it's really interesting yeah, studying I need to and get learning. It, so. Yeah, it's great. But anyway, yeah. So, after so where oh, were we? Movies, yeah, movie Yeah, things. so we so went yeah. to the movie launch and so we... Um, so we shout out to Christian if you are listening. We love yes, work. yes, we do, and Marky, cool yeah. Marky, you're yeah. you're fabulous. I actually, he's Adelaide born and bred as well, and we were both working at the same agency, and we kept on checking each other out, just in a way of, hey, I know you from somewhere, and one day we're both crossing paths in in the in the agency, and I said, 
right, where do I know you from? And he said, I've been looking at you too and I just can't pinpoint it. And um, he used to be the manager of uh, a really cool Mexican bar in Adelaide um, back in the day. I'm talking a really, (laughs) really long time ago. It was, uh, yeah, so he... Sunday nights, we used to go there for fruit tingles and margaritas and then we'd go next door to Cuba for the rest. So, <laughs> lots, lots, lots of fun. Nice. But, um, yeah, I, I must catch up with him. He's actually going to be, when I do my separate podcast, he's on my list of people I'd like to interview. Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's good. He's such a fantastic writer. I'll have to send you a story that he wrote when he went to Japan and he went to this hidden bar and it was quite amazing, amazing story. That's cool. So um, we, <coughs> as you, when you go to these events, you when I go a, to these events, well, oh no, not you, <laughs> <laughs> in your dreams, buddy. You don't leave the house. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I do sometimes. Uh, well, like there was this. There's always one nut bar, isn't there? <laughs> so <laughs> I can sense this guy from a mile away coming over. You know, three three drinks and <laughs> a plate full of sweets. And I thought, I said, oh, di- hello, like, come to the event, wake up with diabetes in the morning and. <laughs> Uh, and, I, and Chris looked at me. I said, oh, I've just got to go to the bathroom. And he's like, I hate you. <laughs> Came back and you could just see that Chris is very laid back, very funny and can tolerate a bit of nonsense. But he, he um, I got to the stage. Guy, well, yeah. this guy said, oh, so the, you know, the whole rigmarole of the getting to know the person. What, what do you do? Oh, I'm an economist. Okay. Okay, I said. So you. So first of all, Basically I said, are you are you here on the media side? Are you a journalist writing reviews for movies? He said, Oh, I'm a cinemaphile. Um, I write. I do write God. reviews. I know. He was. He was pretty out there. I think he was on the spectrum. He was on some sort of spectrum. An economist. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, we worked out. We well we, after after I actually politely said we have another engagement to go to. We must leave you. <laughs> We get outside, Chris said, thank God for that because he has worn me out and said, well, we're going to go and see my friend and so we're going to go and support him and have a proper catch up and listen to some great music. And uh, yeah, so he was talking um, about the fact that he refuses to buy alcohol and having alcohol in the house because he goes out every night pretty much to all exhibitions and openings and just to drink all the free alcohol. Oh, free booze. Yeah. Oh, is that what an economist is? <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's a, a, fancy, frug, a frugal alcoholic, That's basically. it, That's yes. what he means. Oh, that's quite polite. A frugal alcoholic. For a tight ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, frugal. And the guy yeah. was about 60. Yeah, definitely frugal alcoholic. Veteran, yeah. veteran frugal list. Veteran frugal alcoholic. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Anyway, so we decided <coughs> to go, my friend... Vincent Sebastian, he's a musician and That's producer. A good name, that. Yep, yeah. and he's a lovely guy. A big shout out to him. He, he, I will share this with him. He's another person I want to interview separately. Uh, so he, yeah, I have actually cool. talked about him before. That gig that I was trying to get you to go to around the corner in Glebe, he was playing there with the Strides. Um, I was uh, a long time ago. Uh, <coughs> like a world that. music. Sort of uh, okay. vibe, Afrocentric. So he's putting on these gigs called Afro Experiments every Wednesday 
for the whole of May. It's only $10 that's at Tatler in Darlinghurst. And last night was phenomenal. We rocked up and I said, look, darling, I'm, I can't stay for long. Famous last words. <laughs> three, a uh, three and a half hours later. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Uh, so he, the first guy that performed... Uh, so each week he has his 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 group is called a Yobi, and there's three of the guys in that outfit. So he's on. Um, he actually plays. Um, he's on drum machine, actual percussion. He's a really amazing percussionist and electronics, and he has uh, Danny um, doing th- synth. And he's got a guy in the bass guitar, he's Adam Ventura, and he's he's awesome, like massive chunky beats. Chris was really loving him the most last night. They they played around eleven. First of all, Danny, he he's got his own thing going on. He's called um, Plainface. And his his music is really beautiful. And I, I checked out his YouTube video today and the guy that's created it. I love it. I'm going to throw the link on. Yeah, awesome. It's um, kind of, you know how there's been that resurgence with the whole collage, 70s sort of style artwork? Yeah, we cut yeah. out people and then, but his is all visual. So it's got beautiful backgrounds and, and nice animations, retro sort of animations happening in the front. That's cool. I really love his work. So I want to look more into him. Whoop, oh, don't mind if you do. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn Fittich doesn't make a good cork for everybody, <laughs> just in case you're wondering. Anyway. Oh, luckily you're not um, sponsored by them. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I would be if they wouldn't sponsor me. Bring it on. Yeah. But his um, music is in the same ilk as Mad Lib. Okay. Really, really cool. And also reminds me a bit of like Kruder and Dorfmeister, that sort of vibe. Love Kruder and Dorfmeister. I know, That's me too. one of their albums from the late 90s. The KD session. Oh, I can't remember. I want, like to get on, I want to get it on vinyl. Yeah. Um, yeah, what is it? Fuck. My brother's actually got it on vinyl. Um, he's got the best vinyl collection. Just old school, yeah. cool shit like that. And really oh, old drum and bass. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful music. That's oh, is it, and so his set was wonderful. Took you on this beautiful trajectory, really spacey and lovely, but then have some nice bass lines in there and melodies and dubby beats and kind of almost a bit like early Hermitude. Do you know those guys? They're, they've, um, they hail from the Blue Mountains. I don't know if they still produce up there, but when they did their first album, they... Yeah, they, um, see, I'm, I'm not very good with music unless it's hip hop. That's my only problem. Right. I'm just okay. saying. Well, I'm not. I'm not one sided with it, but that's what I've really gone deep into. Yeah, kind of I know that's So that's what I can kind of reference quite nicely to. now. But I think yeah, you'd really like I'm this because out of touch. it's terrible. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you've got me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yes. yes so, yeah. And so the I think the highlight of the night was this um, this female duo which they, they are absolutely incredible. So they're called Adoya. And they, they're performance artists. They do, um, uh, they'll have backbeat of music going on and they'll sing together, but they also dance. So they uh, do capoeira, capo, capoeira. Thank you very much. Um, and they, while they also do spoken word. So they're telling stories from West Africa to the, um, 
to from West Africa to the indigenous Indians of Brazil and to the depths of the slave quarters. So it's not very light-hearted stuff, but it's very beautiful. It's very captivating and intoxicating. And they'll they'll do the they'll they'll uh, say some verse and then they'll start singing and then they'll get out the, in front of the crowd and, and start doing their dance. And That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. it's very cool. And I was interested, so I had a look today. So the did you know that that dance has um, UNESCO granted a special protection um, status <coughs> in two thousand and fourteen as For an in, yep mm. as an intangible cultural heritage? Isn't mm. that amazing? Yeah, it came about from um, uh, Brazilians kind of being in, in captivity in kind of prisons and stuff. And then I don't, well, I don't know if it was from slavery or something, yes, but it was. It was in their the 16th way. Century. Yeah, essentially it was seen as a dance, but actually it was a martial art. So it was a way That's to actually right. practice in public. Exactly right. But it looked like it was a dance, so they weren't. They were like, "Oh, it's just a dance," but actually, no. which is what the whole slow side mm. of it is about. That's mm-hmm. that slow kind of thing that they do. Very controlled. And when it's speeded up, that's when it becomes this kind of quite deadly martial art. So, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's incredible. It's mesmerising to watch, isn't it? Fucks your wrist up though, so you've got to have strong wrists. Mm. So, oh well, yeah. all the, the spinning and the mm. turning. Because you do a lot of like hand plants, of course, and all this kind of stuff, and you've got to be so strong to do it. It's mm. incredible. But, so those yeah. girls, they're going to be releasing an EP. So she got one of the girls got my email so I'm very much looking forward to receiving that and finding out when the launch will be cool. I couldn't find much information about them I've just got their Instagram yeah, uh, very interested to talk to them more and mm. I think they're actually performing you interview them if you can I'd love to enough. I'd love to have you thought about taking your zoom thing along with you to these things and actually grabbing people I know obviously some of them are difficult because it might be quite loud but if you can find a quiet corner to have little mini interviews mm. with people. It might be quite an interesting well, way I, to do I it. Well, I actually, so. that is something that I'd like to do, a Vox Pox thing. Yeah. And not just interviewing. I think it'd be wonderful to have uh, interview the artists, but also the people that are experiencing. Well, the people would be really interesting. I think you know, so, definitely. Because um, you get a real eclectic mix of people. Well, you get that kind really of different well. insight and perspective and them yeah. talking about what it reminds them of or things that they want to know more about and I think it would be a great idea. Because if you put on the, the round mic on mm. that, not the two two angled ones but the round one, that mm. is like one of these mics so it only really picks up close sound so it will isolate external sound quite well. So okay. if you're pointing it this closely it will pick up what they're saying. Right. So it's, it might actually work quite well. So well, it's no harm in could be having worth experimenting a crack with at maybe, it. But yeah. yeah. Mm. You can actually get really miniature ones of these as well, like tiny little ones. But I think this thing isn't too bad, really. I think it's fantastic. It's quite small, so it's it's about the size of a, a, a mobile phone for all those people that can't see. Right yeah. Now. So imagine a large, the large size iPhone, I guess, mm. but it's about an inch deep, mm-hmm. sort of thick kind of thing. And but it's, then the it's actually got a. It's not too heavy as well. No, no, it's pretty good. And actually, I think the sound quality is better than. I mean, I listen to a lot of other podcasts and. Some of them, the sound's not that good. Like even some of the ones I listen to, like the Segura one, and um, even like the the Fighter and the Kid and things like that. Mm. They're sound, they obviously have bigger soundboards and it's a bit more professional. Mm. But I don't think it sounds as good as this. So oh, I think this sounds really good. So. And when we've recorded at my place in my dining room, mm. which is all my open plan. Um, yeah, it's a with, big with room. With no carpet. Yeah, yeah. It still sounds It sounds fantastic. Fine. Yeah, yeah. So I think the combination of this with these mics just works really well. So, yeah. yeah, it's weird. And it's obviously a really compact, not quite so elaborate 
system. I don't have a big mixing board or anything, but it, I think it's... I don't, I don't need to. Technology's become so refined oh, it's and, great. and simple. Yeah. And this is a Zoom H6, everybody, if you're interested. Mm. So, yeah, I wouldn't... It's literally 500 bucks and boom, you're kind of set Actually, up. Actually, you know, so funny story. It's amazing. When I bought mine from the DJ's shop, mm. I actually bumped into Vincent and he was buying more music equipment. So oh, that's really? the guy that I'm talking just about. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's actually, I love uh, yeah. Store DJ. Shout out to Carl. Oh, Store DJ, yeah, sorry. Store yeah. DJ, yeah. <laughs> DJ Store, yeah. Um, yeah. Is it Carl? It's, yeah, it's it is Carl. Carl. Yeah, he's, awesome. he's a legend. And he's I, so knowledgeable. I knew him before he was manager. He was just oh, a worker right. there. And we when I bought my decks and my speakers mm. and I got all this equipment and I always went to him because he was really helpful and mm. then suddenly he became manager and um, oh, he's such a cool guy and he helped me out so much. It's um, Very yeah, very really dry. Great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I cracked him though. I oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I've managed to a couple of times maybe. Actually, but, um, when I had, I um, when I went to have my glaucoma testing at the hospital today, I cracked the, I cracked the ophthalmologist oh, yeah. and the, the student there because it's a part of the student, um, part of the uni when we walked out she said thank you for that he's had the worst day so as part of the test was um (laughs) you get these drops with anesthetic put in your eye and then they um they actually have this device yes they do essentially yeah yeah so it's it's a lens but what they do is they get you to look up they hold the bottom of your eyelid down and they stick this thing oh, on your fuck. eye he, and he said to me he said now this is going to tickle <laughs> and after it <laughs> finished i said i hope you don't have children because um that's not that really that didn't tickle <laughs> 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 and a few other jokes. And she was giggling in the background, trying not to laugh because obviously she's a student. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, you've got to have fun where you Yeah, you I can. guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Make light of a situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, okay. Good. And so after <laughs> the girls, which they were outstanding, yeah. then the guys came on and did a really amazing set. Uh, they're having – so I'm going to go back in two weeks um, – yeah, I don't think I can do that again next Wednesday on a hum- with school night. So, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah I didn't get home till close to one o'clock in the morning. Oh, mm. I began to bed at like eight thirty, nine o'clock mm. some days this week. It's been so, I just, it's mad. Yeah, I woke up and then had to go back to stuff. bed. So. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I don't get yeah, it. Broke the unicorn. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was funny. I was saying goodbye to him. I said, ah, oh. um, I said, I lasted the distance. He said, I know. Fantastic. But they played such a brilliant set, and their music is unreal. Afrocentric, world music, electronic. I'd love that if I could just get out to it. I'd love it. That's the problem. Like, I think I need people to force me into these things. So, All right. Yeah. Well, we'll get Joey Diaz to well, help me to my, kidnap you. Yeah, that's what my best mate is like. He know, kind of knows what I'm like, so he kind of forces me to do things, even mm. though I get annoyed at it. But it actually. You'd really love this because you like you're tech mad, okay? And so these guys use electronica, but they also use <coughs> instruments. And you were saying as like well. it's kind of like a drum machine thing as well. Yeah, and kind of yeah. Stuff. And and you've got Danny on the synth, which yeah. is really beautiful. So I first saw these guys at the dock years ago, and we were having a bit of a laugh about it. Vincent said, "Oh." We've come a long way since then. I said, "It's okay. I love your music. It's fine, but it's it's." Brilliant. And so I actually met him through one of my friends, Jorge Montiel, who lives in the UK and he comes over and DJs. Uh, he d- didn't get here, this, he can't get here this year. Hopefully in the summer he'll, he'll come over. But he's part of an outfit called Loz Charlie's or- Orchestra and they had the 20th anniversary last year and 
So Vincent wanted to produce music and had contacted a whole lot of people but was really wanting to work with Jorge. And um, and so when he was in town, he said, oh, I really want to go and support my friend. So he came over for dinner and uh, we went down to the dock and that's how I met the guys. And um, the dock's fantastic. I have to take you there. It's fun. It's it's. <coughs> Free love, you know, ever, all the girls take their tops off and all the guys are dropping their pants, people are dancing in their undies. Look at your eyebrows. Was <laughs> <laughs> red Fern. Ah, red yeah, Fern. Yeah, it was the second um, small bar. So the owner, he initially had a, an, a business where he would um, deliver alcohol on his bicycle and oh, got nice. busted by the, the, <laughs> the police. Now people are doing that anyway now. It's well, like, this yeah, is true, nice, but he yeah. was... Probably Ahead with a license. Time. Oh, yeah, license. <laughs> so yeah, he, he decided, yeah, yeah. he said, oh, fuck the police, I'm going to open a bar. And it is such a great bar. Yeah, it's cool. such, yeah. The bear and I went there on a first date, oh, you know, okay, cashing cool. like teenagers at the um, at the bar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Um, Passion at the bar. <laughs> yeah. nice. It's so much fun. Actually, that, yeah, that night, um, the we went we went back for our first year anniversary and um, we said, oh, let's kind of we'll do our date in reverse and. And we end up at the dock and uh, there's some – as soon as we walk in, there's a chick that's dancing naked, beautiful breasts. And I said, off you go. You go have a dance with her. I'll get the drinks, darling. <laughs> I'm Jesus. such a good girlfriend, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> Where is this place? <laughs> <laughs> Corner of Redfern and Regent Street. The uh, dock. The dock. The dock. Yep, get in. Yeah. Maybe we will get you out after all. <laughs> well, you might. You might with lovely breasts. That might have like, hooked me in. Ah, anyway. They've got a whiskey selection, I'm there. So the guys set was amazing and they they had the girls join them. And then there was this guy that was standing on the side with a saxophone. And I'm thinking, okay, he's probably seen these guys before. I knew he wasn't a part of the outfit. And in the middle of their set, he leans over and he says, oh, and he's standing there with his, his sax and he says to Vincent, can I join in? And Vincent looks at the other guys and they're like, yeah. And he, so he just joined in with them all. And initially it was a little bit clunky. He might have been a bit nervous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but then he found his groove and it sounded fantastic. Yeah. Saxophone's a, one of those things. It can be awesome or it can just be really fucking annoying. And just oh, not yeah. Work. It could be like, like an really a, 80s romance movie yeah. wailing. There's a post from James Curd from a few months ago now on oh, Facebook. He's so good. Oh, he's, he's a genius. Mm. Shout out to James Curd if you're listening. You're probably not. But anyway. um, <laughs> Jimmy C. <laughs> he um, posted this thing of this awesome DJ playing at this party and they had a. The organisers had brought a saxophonist in as well to do sax over the DJ, and he was just ruining it. And everyone was just giving the saxophone guy evils and just sort of wanting him to finish, and it was just awful. But I've been everyone to, was too I've, polite to say anything. Yeah, so, yeah, I've been on a my friend Moving Marty. He's an amazing house DJ. And Moving Marty's. Yeah, I could do with some house. I've not been out to some house. Oh, ages, he li- he so. lives up north now. He's in he's in the Goldie. I just want Curd he's, or Carter to come back and oh, bring it on. Yes, big time. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, I probably have to do that just on whiskey rather than getting a Mandy involved. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. Uh, But yeah, he, I remember being on a, we went on a boat cruise on the Sydney Harbour and he had, he had to DJ, but, (laughs) and I saw the the saxophonist come up and, and then him, Marty, just glaring at me as if to say, I'm in hell, (laughs) I'm in hell, get me off the boat, (laughs) call a water taxi. Boat party. Uh, Oh, no, I love boat parties, but it was. The, the like guy just kept on playing the same tune over and over and it was very torturous, <laughs> to I was say the least. on a boat party, it did not oh, go the well. Pirate, the pirate party, the pirate Christmas party? It wasn't that, no. Uh-huh. It was a thing back in the, my parting days, in inverted commas, um, <laughs> and I took a few too many party recreational treats. Treaties. <laughs> And it was bad. And the music was shit. It was so bad. And I was on this boat and I wanted to get off. (laughs) And I threw up and it was like, I had people smoking around me and it just made me throw up. It was awful. And I was like, and at at this point where I was feeling so terrible, I was like, how much longer is this thing? It's like three hours. I was like, fuck. There was one point where they stopped off somewhere to pick up some more supplies. And I was almost (laughs) going to run and jump over onto the land area. I almost did it. I wish I had. It was, I, I was, it was so bad. I have seen the reverse of that. So Someone jumped on a party boat. Yes. So John Corley from Functified used to do a Boxing Day boat cruise every year. Doesn't do them anymore. The ship was sailing and as it was taking off, these guys were running, running, running and they jumped off to the side of the boat and got on. <laughs> it was, it was the whole boat. So like, yeah, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Dangerous, but yeah. amazing. <laughs> we had actually one guy on this boat party jump off the top deck into the water mm. and he got so much trouble. They had the, the boat police came out and arrested him and stuff because it's actually mm. super dangerous. You do not want to swim in the harbour at night. The, the, well, A, bull sharks, B, the currents are really strong. And, you don't, and people can't see you. you can well, they can't over. see you, and the, I mean, but the currents are so strong. Mm. You don't realise in the harbour they're mm. terrible. So, mm. and you're getting in by a bull shark, guaranteed. Ooh. Oh, so, de- oh, there's loads of yeah, there's loads of them. So, and that's not just a a sort of thing you say because oh, it's Australia. There's sharks. There are fucking loads of bull sharks in the harbour. You do not swim yeah. there at night. So anyway, yeah, that was bad. The only boat party I would have gone on was there was a Jazzy Jeff boat party a few oh, years yeah. back, and it sold out, and I couldn't get on. But I would have gone on a boat of party for Jazzy Jeff because he is vibes. I did a Jazzy Jeff party at um, the Ivy pool party Jazzy oh, that was epic okay. that was very good yeah. Mm, cocaine was, and champagne darling no not actually oh, Although, the Ivy is that's the that's yeah, no, I was just on, epitomizes I was on my uh, vodka and sparkling water and lime <laughs> sort of things but Stolly Voddy darling <laughs> there was one point I have to tell you about this there were four posy motherfuckers sitting in this table kind of near the pool mm. quite near where everyone was dancing and all that and they were just real dressed up wanky motherfuckers yeah posy <laughs> cunts basically um <laughs> looking all cool and they came to the bar as and i said cocaine and champagne yeah, come on read yeah, between the lines but Ooh. <laughs> they ordered some champagne i was like oh here we go and it came out bottle of Chandon, which if anyone doesn't know is the shittest champagne in inverted <laughs> commas because it isn't even fucking champagne it's sparkling wine it's bullshit <laughs> ordered a bottle of Chandon in a place where they had verve and moe and, and moe is shit anyway but you oh know, yeah moe anyway. pretty uh, if vintage is good oh vintage moe yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. no anyway but so yeah bought a bottle of um Chandon and then they put the bottle of Chandon in one of those champagne 
cozies and mm-hmm. zipped it up so you couldn't tell what it was oh, and got that embarrassing. and then swanked out from the bar to their table showing off that he'd bought a bottle of champagne even though no one knew it was actually a bottle of Chandon and I totally called him out on it it was so funny oh my god like, can I please yeah. have a glass of your yellowtail but what was funny was that they did that and then I had my friend there this girl and I, I, I said right now just imagine who are the people that have just ordered the cheapest bottle of champagne who are the posiest cunts you can see and she looked over and she's like no like, yeah <laughs> pretending they got all this money yet they bought Aww. this fucking shit anyway so it's, yeah. it's it's a bit sad, isn't it? If you're going to do it, do it properly, man. Fucking hell. But also... Like, but, yeah, it, it's yeah. so... What is it? Narcissistic and is that the word? Contrived. Know, shallow and just like, yeah. motherfucker, you know, Jesus. So mm. anyway, what are you going to do? I but did go that and was see... A great party, the last though. time I was, was there was party. a very long time ago and I saw Derek May play and that was... Yeah, that would be good. Their, their some, sound system is <laughs> oh, It's amazing. It's, it's the people... 70% of the people are kind of annoying but mm. you get some cool people there and there's some really good nights but you just have to put up with the morons sometimes but it's you know, the punters yeah That's but right. the pool party is a lot of fun if there's a good DJ mm. on and yeah Jazzy Jeff and I was you know that hip hop dance thing that there's a group of people around Sydney and they kind of do this choreographed yeah it's the Soul of Sydney guys hip-hop, that's yeah. my, my friends uh, yeah, yeah. Megan and Ayesha so I was trying to join they're called in. the Soul Patrol dancers oh really yeah, yeah so I, I was I shout was out like, to them this is fucking cool yeah shout out to you guys mm. so I was at the back trying to copy them and learn the dance and I had I was terrible I was like out of time and doing it the wrong opposite way you know like, what no judgement it was so much fun they, no no I didn't care they, no, no, no they, they, cared, so, they would give you no judgments everyone yeah. is so encouraging i was trying to get him to it show is, me how to do it but yeah, yeah it's, it's such thing. a good vibe oh, it's it so awesome. much fun it was so cool and yeah jazzy jeff was awesome mm. and then he played an after party at um oh what's that called bar in the city <laughs> well uh, okay soda, soda factory <laughs> oh, he went there yeah, for an after, okay. just unannounced he's like we're going here come here and party with us which that's a good little venue <laughs> i was too drunk to get in <laughs> I was so drunk after the Jazzy Jeff thing I went down to the uh, swanky place down in the city somewhere I can't remember it's like a real swanky full of cunts I can't remember what it's called but um, Zeta Bar in down Hilton? on George Street towards Circular Quay there's a big fancy place that's anyway my friend was there with her mum and family and a few other people and stuff and I was mm. so drunk I got there and my <laughs> friend was introducing me to all her family and friends oh, and no. stuff and then we went to the bar and I was convinced that she called me a cunt to her family <laughs> <laughs> and I was and she hadn't at all but we went to the bar to get drinks I was like did you just call me a cunt to your family <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, whoa, fucking hell. We were so hammered. And then we couldn't couldn't get into Sega Factory after that because we drank more there and tried to get in. Oh, that's hilarious. I remember being out in Adelaide with my parents for a dinner, uh, sorry, a, a lunch one year. And the food was, it was not a very good experience. We, I mean, we loved spending the time together, but the, the food was, and the service was abysmal. And my mum, she handed me, she said, look, can you just sort out the bill? And I can't remember what rhyming word it was, but I just, it sounded like she'd actually called them that as well. Right. Yeah. And I, and I just went silent. She said, what's the matter? I said, did you just say, she said, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got the wooden spoon on my tail God. again. <laughs> so funny. Oh very, God. very funny. Oh, ah, so I'm so excited about seeing a great 
comedian on Saturday oh, yeah, night. Oh, yeah, yeah. So tell us yes, about that. Yes, so yeah. I was watching the project during the week and um, at the end they had this comedian come on from Melbourne. Her name is Steph Tidstall and she's from Melbourne and they – I guess she's always been a funny lady – and there was this competition that was coming up. So there's this guy, um, Jason um, Tamaru, he saw that there was something missing. There weren't enough Aboriginal comedians out there. There was a niche there. So he created a part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival in 2006, the Deadly Funny Competition. And so all of her friends said to her, you've got to enter this. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So she entered it and she, um, I think she won or she was nominated for uh, Best Newcomer and I think that was 2014 and she ended up going over to the UK and thought, right, if I'm going to do this, um, I am going to have a crack at it. She's hysterical. She was only on the show for five minutes and they showed a clip of her um, comedy, one of her... On the project this was. Yeah, Yeah. so I looked her up right away. And then I hopped on um, Ticketek to buy tickets because she's uh, performing at the Enmore Theatre. She starts tonight. Tonight's the only show that hasn't sold out. I got in touch with um, – I've got a, a birthday party to go to on Saturday night and I said to – got in touch with a couple of my other friends that love comedy as well. I said, look, do you want to go? And by the time that they were – trying to respond and work out what they were wanting to do. I couldn't get four tickets for Friday night, let alone Saturday night. So I said two. So Bear and I are going to go on Saturday night. Awesome. She's razor sharp, very funny. She's gold. She's vulnerable. She's the the, uh, show's called Identity Steft. She's done the circuit in Melbourne for a while. Uh, This is the first time she's been in Sydney. And I'm I'm really excited. She so she's part of one of the skit that well not a skit one of part of the show. She's talking about that she's going out with a a ranger, and she starts in um, creating puns, you know, with uh, rangers and Aboriginal like boomeranger and things like that. And I'm not, I'm not going to tell you the rest of them because they are so funny. Just in case people go and and yeah, they're okay, going to be yeah. a new time, a fresh experience yeah, for them. Cool, yeah. Side splitting, yeah, and cool. and she also plays on. So it's all about. Apparently, it's going to be quite educational about Aboriginal history and all that sort of jazz. I like that sort of comedy where they actually go into. It's kind of smart. serious, but then they kind of hit you with. In terms of in comedy, they they get serious and make points, but then just come out sideways and hit you with a joke kind of thing. Like mm. it's very Dave Chappelle. He does that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is one I will, I will bring this one up because it's all over Facebook. And, uh, so she likes to play on, um, on, um, she said, there's nothing she loves better. She, re- well, hello. <laughs> she relishes in fucking around with people about white guilt. <laughs> so she says she she hunts out, she seeks the latest hipster cafes and she'll spot the biggest hipster in the place and she'll line up behind them and she'll wait for them to order and they'll order the smashed avo and she said, you, what'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> Let's go right now, like full on. Oh, my God. So she's very, very funny yeah, and very, very dark which I like that. Dark, yeah, dark clever, humor. smart. 
uh, but still got that vulnerability and um, – so I'm super excited. I'm so glad. I feel like we got the we won the lottery. We got the last. And that's two all tickets. kind of sold out, so no one can go if you haven't got a ticket. That's it. Yeah, but I'm going to put, but I'm going to yeah. put the links up there because I want her to be out there. Well, I let's stick up like a YouTube video if we can find one of her. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'll um I'll share the one that yeah, had that awesome. plus the the. I'm the getting play so on into it. comedy at the moment. Like, I really want to see Theo Vaughn. He's out here very soon. I really want to go see him, mm. but. I, I should have bought a ticket months ago and I didn't. And I was like, oh, maybe I won't go. But I, th- I think I should. But it's probably sold out now. So he actually put another three extra nights on because he's sold out so quick. So That's incredible. He's getting so into it. And Bert Kreisch is out here soon as well. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you actually, know how I feel about him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about asking to see if he wants to come on the podcast. I don't know if he ever would. But because he likes drinking and stuff, and with the name of the podcast, <laughs> I'm like, well, it might be worth a go. Why don't you ask him? I'm going to. I, might be, I was going to ask Theo Vaughan as well and just see, I don't know. You maybe know. Like, well, yeah, and I think I should. So The universe. Yeah, so I might give it a go. And every artist who comes out here now that I follow, you know, all of them, I'm going to just ask them and say, look, while you're out here, do you want to come on the show? And I don't know. Get drunk and chat shit. Except Theo Vaughan because he's, he's teetotal now, so oh, he right. can't drink, so... Um, oh, you can make him a mocktail. Yeah. With your right. mint from the garden. Well, I'll go through my phase of not through. drinking because I've done that a lot recently. So, mm. um, But with Bert Kreischer, I think I would have to get fucked up. So, <laughs> I'm getting my mate Scotty on here soon. Um, you might have worked with him, Scotty Laverick. Um, PhD? Yeah, like um, oh, heavy metal rocker, big oh, beards kind of. Not met yeah, him, he's but cool, I've heard cool he's yeah, really he's, lovely. He's awesome, yeah. So we, we're going to have a... Well, we talked about it, and so I'm going to get him on. I'm probably going to go his and have a session, and but maybe come and do one here and have a podcast. So, that yeah, sounds wonderful. Get my mate Nate on. I'm trying to get a few people on, like just That's random mix it people, up. just mix it up a bit. So, because people are getting a bit bored, I think of listening to me waffle, but maybe I'd not. Get I'm getting me, better though. with it, though. Well, no, not at all. I think <laughs> our ones are great. I think ours are mixed and eclectic enough. It's cool. It's so but. funny. So, Anna had a listen to the, the last one, and she said, "I feel like, I feel like." Um, I feel like I'm being a bit creepy listening into someone's conversation. Yeah. I said, well, the, the whole are. idea no. is this is conversational, right? Well, that's what it's it is. It's informal. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. I, I spend a lot of time on my research and I go out and about and do things and I look forward to things. And I want to, And my, my whole ethos <laughs> is encouraging people to get out and yeah. enjoy the fruits of Sydney. People keep going on, oh, Sydney's dead. It's not. There's oh, it's actually, not oh, It's God, actually yeah. adapted to... All the laws that have happened. It's, Absolutely, it's, yeah. just the conversation wonderful. we had the other day about where would you take people around Sydney. We, we just couldn't stop listing things. That's and so right. It's, it's absolutely not That's dead, right. but you just have to adapt. And it's not just about going out at four in the morning somewhere. It's actually different now. But Very it's true. still good. But you have to know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So well, you just have to do the groundwork too. And then yeah. and Listen there's something to this there. Yeah. <laughs> and there's something there for everyone, right? So, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of, so I went to a place, and I would only go there during the week. And I sent you the photos, the um, grounds of Alexandria. Oh yeah. How great does the it Aladdin look? Thing. Yeah. Aladdin's it's supposed to be really good, although there's some mixed, a few little things that apparently aren't quite so good. But apparently, it's just so incredible the whole show of the Aladdin film. It's supposed to be worth it. Just it's mm. like you kind of forgive the slight little things in it. But mm. yeah, but yeah, that was yeah. incredible in the grounds of Alexandria. They've all that done stuff, it beautifully. Like the, the, the lanterns oh, and all that kind of it looks stuff. Gorgeous. Like, and they've got so you walk down um, the entrance from Huntley Street. 
and they've got all the little carts set up with the different Turkish delight and whatnot and um, and there's, cool. there's a lot obviously it's a lot of photo opportunities in there it's very considered with all the design <coughs> they have a yes, huge Instagram dream yeah. oh yeah mm. big time if you're an Instagram slut get down so yeah, <laughs> uh, it is um, it was fun it was really really and they've got all carpets uh, down the walkway oh, that's cool. yeah. yeah all the just Any all the little carpets details. Or? They well, no flying carpets. I suppose no, they're not real. No. They are real. <laughs> <laughs> but they have actually got nighttime events happening on Friday, oh, uh, cool. Friday, Saturday night. Like sold a, out. With the Aladdin kind of thing. So, yeah, kind of sold thing. out. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. So, and there's a really beautiful – they have an amazing florist in there and they've got lovely little um, bath salts and um, scrubs that are made from coffee and vanilla and you've got your herbs and – all those sort of beautiful little little things happening, but there's at the back there's a uh, function room. So my, one of my friends, she actually got married there and had her reception, oh, that's cool. yeah. and it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's beautiful because you've got all the plants in there. They've done it up so beautifully. So that was fun to do that while it was not Saturday or Sunday where you it's shoulder it does I, get I won't shoulder go to I mean, shoulder. I've never actually properly been because it's just too busy. I've, it's I've driven too busy past and you it get a lot. Quite claustrophobic. Yeah. However, I, I said to my friend Steve, I said, "Hey." I want a coffee. Let's let's get down. Yeah. You know, our walk to go and get a coffee, but this beautiful <laughs> sunny day. Yeah, that's worth it. I reckon. And well, I'm just all about the new experiences. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to that's just cool. Get, well, we just got to get in there. Yeah, um, that's good. I, we, I always drive past that in the morning on Saturdays because I tend to always go through that way mm, oh, to get out of the city or something. So I always drive past that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And they've got animals there for the kids. Yeah, yeah, that's pig, cool. Yeah. And they've got sleeping great, piggy. I was going to yeah. send a really bad joke about. Just eating that pig or something. Just I made a really bad joke bacon. about eating that pig when I was there with Steve. I, I was literally, I think I had the half written message. I was like, no, nah, that's a bit harsh. I'm not going to say that. I probably should have done it. But you're just probably, with me, so. Yeah, yeah, I probably should have done I don't know why I didn't. I like, uh, yeah. That was fun to do. We, um, Sunday, funnily enough, we had a free day and uh, I said, right, let's go check out Head On. Head on photography <coughs> festivals on at the moment. Oh, it's cool. got another. I think it finishes on the twenty sixth. So we went to. They have the. Obviously, there's exhibitions all around the city, not just in galleries, but also open spaces such as in Hyde Park. They'll have them printed on the canvas. Um, uh, in the Paddington Reservoir, they've got some really amazing photography in there. There's, uh, but in the, the main one that they main exhibition is in the Paddington Town Hall, and I seriously recommend going and checking it out. It's, it's I'm speechless. Some yeah, of the photography cool. just really resonates with you. Really powerful. Yeah, I've been trying to get stuff. more into my photography again. I need to get out more and do some stuff. Oh, well, so. thank you. Just because um, a lot of it's quite political and journalistic <coughs> photography in war-torn places, but yeah, okay. yeah. lots of storytelling there. And but it's not all doom and gloom. There are actually there's a great section for uh, rock and roll, like musicians David Bowie and Iggy Pop, and yeah, that's cool. Some really beautiful photography there yeah. as well. I I, I just recommend, <coughs> I recommend going and checking it out. There's um. 
another thing that I want to go check out that's uh, you can just look at it. It's an installation at Object Gallery on William Street. It's open. They have a window display, and there's this woman called um, Suzanne McRae, and she's it's called Hip Hip Decay. <laughs> so she does these um, kind of like taxidermy black bunnies and half bunnies, half human, bunnies in human clothes and it's like got a, a Victorian-esque sort of feel to it. So the, the, like these creatures have outlived buildings that have since gone and quite gothic and so I'm really interested to go and check that out. So I'll throw throw the link up for that one as well. Yeah, cool. But I've been having some good food too. Yeah. Uh, so Anna oh, and I had our date night. Oh, as nice. as Or date day. As you know, she asked the questions about if where, where would you take your friends. Yeah, what had we not answered? I can't remember. Where's my iPad? <laughs> I'm a bit tipsy, I'll be honest with you. Well, all we can hear is clink, 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 pop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've just been drinking and just listening to oh. the unicorn. Good. Um, uh, went to, so we went, uh, so right, you haven't been to the White Rabbit Gallery, and I'm going to talk about that next week. <laughs> okay, cool. There's yeah. some things. Yeah, so next week gallery. I'm going to talk about Sydney Film Festival. I'll talk about uh, White Rabbit Gallery because it's a pretty amazing exhibition. Oh, they're all, that's one of my favourite galleries, which is the Chinese Contemporary Gallery in Chippendale. I actually follow them on Instagram. It's a great Instagram uh, page to follow, actually. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, the art's unreal, and it's all mm. Judith Nielsen's own personal collection. And only have I think they only have four exhibitions a year. And uh, this one's called Hot Blood, but I will talk more about that next time. But we met, um, <coughs> we actually met up first to have a, a lunch at Concrete Jungle, which is in Kensington Street. And I had well. the best glutard bread I've ever had in my whole entire life. Oh, really? It's called Noni's and it's made in Noni's. Alexandria. Oh, this beautiful seeded bread. It's for a big loaf, like your tip-top sort of size. It's 18.50. But apparently... Oh, yeah. But well, generally you get the small loaves for about $8. So it's pretty... For glutard stuff. That's right. It is quite expensive. <laughs> the reviews are sensational, I'll go though. i pain, I think. <laughs> just oh well, but the bear wanted to say thank you for your recommendation with the sourdough. Did he get it Harris from Farm? the Harris Farm in Leichhardt, or did he? Probably, because I don't know if it's different per Harris. He said Farm, it was great. So the he guys from Harris Farm, oh, fucking it, in the Harris Farm in Leichhardt, their bread in the sourdough set, and it's like a big steampunk sort of bread delivery system really? with ropes and ratchets oh. and shelves. It's fucking amazing. Oh, it's like that. It's in... so good. Bondi Junction too. Yeah, they kind of. This is very the, cool. The Leichhardt one was kind of the based on their it. new just, concept store, mm. and that's what they're rolling out across everywhere. And it, the bread, oh, the sourdough, fuck me, it's we, so good. Um, he bought the full loaf initially, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I think he messaged you and asked you, and you said get the sliced one. And he said it tastes <laughs> so fantastic. Yeah, it's the same thing. They just pre-slice it, but I tend to get the unsliced because you can put it in a paper bag whereas the slice comes in a plastic bag and i try and not do plastic wherever i can avoid it of course. so um so i tend to do that unsliced and just do it myself and um and then i put it in the paper bag so but it's the same bread so yeah it's just it's so so oh, so fucking good especially yeah. when you go the best time saturday mornings or sunday mornings oh, it's fresh because it's i mean every morning but obviously you're not going to go there on a thursday morning well, if you're working, but yeah, the weekends if you can get there early, freshly baked, just crunchy just but like soft, you. yeah, <laughs> freshly baked. Um, 
so fucking good honestly oh it's so good wonderful yeah i just have to do it but yeah it's weird it's the only bread i can really eat i can't eat non-sourdough so can you do sourdough because it's sourdough or i don't think so I'll, I'll have, have you tried it i'll have a girl of the sourdough i would because well he's got i was reading about sourdough the other day but it's still wheat <laughs> It, but it's because of the fermentation process of it that mm. it breaks down those things, which means a lot of people that are actually gluten intolerant, not celiacs, because you... Well, I'm wheat. Yeah. Wheat, barley, there's quite a few of them, <laughs> so the grains. more an I... allergy to that thing mm. rather than a gluten Correct. thing. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, maybe not for you. But, but yeah, it, if you're gluten intolerant, you could probably handle sourdough because of what happens in the fermentation process and how it breaks down the, the gluten particles mm-hmm. i don't think that is the right word but we're bro- protein we're, we're bro sciencing this a little no, bit it's a protein protein so it's yeah breaking down the gluten gluten oh <laughs> <laughs> no the female, gluten. <laughs> uh, yeah the feminine version of gluten gluten is this your french heritage coming french. out yeah it probably is actually <laughs> fuck um yeah so it breaks it down in a way that means you can probably digest it more so and actually a lot of people who are gluten intolerant it's actually just down to your you have poor gut health more than anything so if you are gluten well, that intolerant, makes sense with all the medication yeah, if you're gluten intolerant then it my... could be because of that rather than yeah anyway but i'm not gonna get into that but anyway it's fucking good bread though so. yeah i try not to eat it too much but generally every saturday i guess (laughs) (laughs) that's funny okay so jay asked us last week he wanted us to look into the homework into the etymology of all the the place names oh in sydney in sydney yeah so i thought what i'll do because it's It's really interesting it's so fascinating the other night i as you know, I don't sleep very well, but I was awake at 3.30 in the morning. I thought, just get out of bed. And it was great because no traffic, such a nice time of the day, night, just to get into a groove with researching and reading yeah, cool. and not <coughs> it's just nice chilled vibe. I've chosen to – it's quite funny. <laughs> Initially, I went straight to um, – he, he said, look, can you look up Boogie's Hole? And I thought, oh, I love Boogie, Boogie music so much. <laughs> yeah. But it actually is Bogey Hole, so oh. I ditched that. <laughs> yeah, okay. And um, <laughs> I think a lot of it's probably a lot of Aboriginal history, isn't it? I oh, don't definitely. Know. Because I actually went on a, a tour in the night time mm-hmm. with Night Vision Goggles oh. with all the Bangers and Tash guys because we were doing some work Excellent. for a guy who was also a ranger around Manly. Mm. And that was... In Sydney, there's like five or six different areas that were different Aboriginal tribes mm-hmm. all around Sydney. Um, and this was one of those areas. And he took us through the whole history of it oh, and I'd broke love down. To do that. And we were going around with night vision goggles. We were mm-hmm. full fucking stealth mode, SAS style. <laughs> me, and, me and Ben from Bangers and Tash, we were, we were going full <laughs> SAS with it. It was so cool. Were you wearing um, your camo? But we weren't. We learned so much. And it was so interesting about the areas and, and actually this... Um, living off the land. Yeah, and living off the land and all the, all the native plants. Mm-hmm. You can actually... There's a plant that you see everywhere that gets used everywhere in embankments and stuff. And you get little seeds from them and it's like sort of like barley or something. And you can use it like rice, like a rice substitute or a bread substitute grind it into flour and and it's an it's an indigenous plant to australia but it grows really well here Mm. 
doesn't need much water, obviously, because it's Australia. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was so interesting, just all this kind of stuff. And he went into the history of all the Aboriginal tribes and all this kind of stuff. So It's interesting you bring that up because there in South Everly, there's this guy who's actually started, um, they've got this rooftop garden. Oh, nice. And it's, uh, I need to look, I need to do a little bit more research, but I wrote it down. It's really interesting you brought that up, though. Mm. Um, it's from the Yarra Binging um, clan, I think. Uh, but they're, what they've done in the top, so they're actually utilising the space on the roof uh, to grow, propagate uh, native uh, indigenous plants. Yeah, cool. And they've uh, actually got a an event on Saturday about that. It's sold out. It's I think it's so wonderful. There's Finally, there's this great interest in really embracing the heritage and what and people wanting to learn a lot more and and <coughs> yeah, no, it's great yeah so i'm looking forward to hopefully going to one of those sessions i will actually do more research on that and talk about that i i, I listened to a, a short interview on 2SCR. it was only about a six minute interview and um fascinating so back to Jay. So I started reading about Strawberry Hills. So that was formerly called The Hill and um, used to be farmland where they used to have crops. And um, <coughs> With so strawberries or? It must have been one of so. the things, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it was um, part of a 70-acre land grant to a guy called John Palmer in 1794. He actually was in a lot of debt and he ended up having to sell the land off and that was sold off in blocks in 1814 and it wasn't really um, very good land to grow food on because it was quite sandy um, but and also for everyone who I mean Strawberry Hills I was trying to actually look fine for a while to see where the actual landmark is but I'm pretty sure it's just from Devonshire Street to Cleveland Street so it's a very small pocket near Surrey Hills yeah okay yeah. well you yeah so you've got Strawberry yeah, Hills Hotel yeah. which um that was established in 1870 and it was done up by um, a guy called Sydney Warden in 1921 into an Art Deco style venue and it was um, predominantly there for jazz aficionados, which that's really interesting jazz. for me. And I, yeah, my friends now put parties on there for funk and soul and disco and but for to, to know that <coughs> it had a jazz history. Well, that's an really evolution cool. from jazz, really. Everything oh, kind of comes yeah, from yeah. jazz and blues, really, doesn't mm. it? So, yeah. um, but there's this the Hargraves family. They ended up um, buying it in 1994, and then they did another makeover. <laughs> <laughs> another extensive Just makeover. In 2010, which amounted to $6 million. And what she wanted to do, she wanted to preserve the Victorian... um, No, Victorian? Yeah, it was Victorian era style pub, but also keeping a lot of the Art Deco elements in there. So, you know, the the, the glass is all Art Deco and and apparently it's got a huge chandelier in there with um, that the the manager handpicked something like 4,000 crystals to put in this chandelier, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, 
But yeah, they they actually own the Shakespeare's Hotel as well, and they've owned that for a really long time. Have you been there? It's on Devonshire Street. It's really we used to go back in the day before any of the pubs were doing the twelve dollar steak. You know. Oh, so for us, good. it was the bourbon in King's Cross. Oh, that's had a history. Before Nettie Smith and Roger Rogerson. It got flooded and everything. Mm. It was awesome. And then it changed and went a bit swanky. It was too swanky for the backpackers in the end. But Even for a flashbacker like yourself. Yeah, I still went for the $10 steak because it was a good motherfucking steak. The, <laughs> chef, the chef there knew how to cook a fucking steak, let me tell you. Jesus Christ. And for 10 bucks. Mm. Yeah, I spent all my money on weed and fucking booze. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I spent my entire salary on marijuana, basically. And rent. Like three and years. rent. No, the rent was cheap. It was all on fucking ganja. Fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it was mad. Oh, funny. Yeah, anyway. Oh, you, you with your, um, your HDTV in your <laughs> bunk bed. <laughs> well, no, I didn't have the TV then. Actually, that it was literally all just red wine and, and weed. Basically, <laughs> while I was with PhD doing them, um, yeah, yeah, like, I, it's unbelievable how much money I spent on that. But anyway, oh we well, do. good times, good but times. Yeah, bourbon, ten dollar steak. But yeah, that whole kind of mm. yeah, ten, twelve dollar steak thing in Sydney is a big thing, actually. But of course, yeah, it's yeah, great. yeah, it's a big competition it's now shit. with Eat Club and Dimmy and and everyone competing just yeah. with their own lunchtime specials yeah, and great. all that sort of jazz. Uh, but so next week I'm actually going to expand and talk about Surrey Hills because that's actually that's really actually a really interesting area to talk about. It is. So, I it mean, is. not just from a food and going out point of view, but just creatively as well. There's so much cool creative shit that goes on. Oh yeah, but I'm talking about from back from the get-go when all the land was sold off. Yeah, see, I don't actually know about any of that at all. It's really fascinating. So I I was getting into that and um, I'll write some notes and and I'll talk more about that. I'm just conscious because how long have we been talking for? Uh, Just over an hour. Yeah, okay. So we're doing... What what time is it? We, it's, it's the bear approaching. Three minutes away. Okay. He's yeah. not knocked yet, so I guess so we keep going until he knocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's quite fascinating because the Surrey Hills actually went through, with all the housing, went through a, quite an affluent sort of phase at one point, but then there was the bubonic plague that came through and the... Um, then there were huge sanitary problems and then people weren't actually uh, they weren't actually abiding by the rules and putting in uh, requests to make changes. So that's why it's such a clusterfuck with all the, the streets. People yeah. were just doing what they wanted to do, building whatever they wanted to do. But there's gone through so many iterations of um, things being completely knocked down and rebuilt really fascinating so i'll actually talk about that that next week but i want before we go i want to give a shout out because arden's got another staffy rescue thing on at the bucket list in bondi they're going to be on the grass area there's a um there's a company that they're working with that are called the pound paws and there's going to be 20 pet stalls so the pound paws are an adoption agency and they're for uh for the houndies and the kitties, but they're oh, also God, about. I'll, I'll end up coming back with a cat. <laughs> but they're <laughs> or also, a staffy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but they're also about boycotting um, the people that are doing the 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 backyard breeding. Breeding, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah, that's not good. Fantastic. They're an advocate against that. We're going to go down and check that out. Um, 
I think it's so, so important, it's the rescue dog thing is so important because there are Big so time. many pets, like dogs and cats, that you could rescue and give them a home where otherwise, you know, you don't know what's going to happen to them. I and Staffy Rescue, what I love about them, they have a no-kill policy. And some of these good. animals that they, they go around and they rescue them all from the pounds. And some of these dogs have got major behavioural issues yeah. and they will probably never be homed, but they they will they have it's a home work, they have a home with them. Though. Yeah, that is good. I mean it is more work to take on a, a rescue dog, but it's so much it's so worth it if you, you put the effort in and, and you can kind of help these animals and kind of help them back into good kind of mental health and and it is possible to do it is hard work but it's so rewarding to do it like my friends who i used to live with they did that with their dog with rosie and she had so many issues from being mistreated and you must miss her yeah 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 they're actually having a they're leaving sydney soon um and they're having a thing sunday but i'm already actually doing something sunday so i can't staying at home yeah (laughs) no no no. it's my friend's daughter's first birthday so i'm going to go to that oh no that's not first birthday um uh no no it's a friend from bondi okay, so i'm okay. gonna go on to that so but yeah so it's um rosie rosie yeah it, i mean they rescued her and and um she's had major problems like three different households and mm. she was beaten i think and Aww. she was abandoned at one it point makes... she was put outside and just left neglected. outside and neglected and so she's, and she's very so gorgeous she's so, oh she's incredible well, it took a great her, dog. and i'm i'm the dog whisperer right yeah yeah I mean, it, and it, it took her a while to her and, yeah, yeah, yeah i'd have to so, call you because yeah. she didn't like anyone knocking she had very severe oh you can't anxiety. knock on the door yeah yeah there's something with knocking that well, set, probably, set her maybe she'd got beaten with a broomstick and it's the sound maybe it's the same sort of sound well, I, I wonder whether they just left her outside and it was just hit knocking on the or I, don't, it was, I don't know something really mm, bad who but, knows? but she's totally devoted to Chris the guy like she's completely oh, yeah. connected with him like um, but he's a good soul so that's he's probably lovely. why so. um, but yeah they're heading up north which I think is probably something to do with his paramedic thing he's doing okay so that's great shout out to them but Excellent. I might try and see him before I go but I don't know but um what would be you know, anyway, you know, these things happen. So we while we're on the Houndies, yeah. there's another event on Sunday, yeah. which is um, <laughs> uh, RSPCA's Million Paws Walk. So far, actually, this afternoon I checked the stats again. They've actually all they've already raised nearly um, six hundred and seventy thousand dollars. It's a it's a national walk day, so you can walk with your dogs, and if you don't have a, a dog, you register. <coughs> I can't remember how much. I think it's about twenty five dollars per person, and all the money goes to charity for That's RSPCA. Good. And isn't that remarkable? That's great. Yeah, wonderful. Um, Warm fuzzies. Awesome. And so, what day was Arnest thing going on? So that Saturday, uh, twelve till four at. On Bondi, at Bondi, outside of the bucket list, which is on the Esplanade in the grass area. Awesome. For the, it's Pawsome actually. Yeah, Saturday the 18th, <laughs> isn't it? Do you want to get the door? Yeah. The, the oh, bear oh, is here. Yeah, so the bear is here. We're going to go and have some food soon because I'm a bit tipsy. And, yeah. <laughs> well, should we just wrap up then? <laughs> yeah, let's wrap up. Um, All right, thanks for listening, guys. guys. Harmonic Whiskey Tales. Yeah. All that jazz. Email in podcast at harmonicwhiskyhouse <laughs> Yes, questions, questions, research, research, get me working. Abuse even, who knows? What's <laughs> your abuse? <Yeah. laughs> 
if you're tired of me waffling about Formula One, but I like it, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And there's going to be a lot of cricket chat soon as well because the right. World Cup is coming oh, up. Oh, yes. So be, yes. But we'll mix it in with our social staff of and some other people and all sorts. So, yep. yeah. Excellent. Tune in again. All right. Soon. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Cheers, peeps. Bye. Bye.